God bless you, church. This is Pastor Michelle Soto with our 40-day prayer focus. This is week five, advance, and today is day 33, the forceful advance of the kingdom. And today's scripture verse comes from Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people have been attacking it. Hmm. Now, I know that we know this scripture best in the following translation. From the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. But I found that in this first translation, it gives us a clearer picture of what's really happening here. And you'll notice that in this translation, the scripture says the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And the word advance is to force, to crowd oneself, or to be seized, suppress, suffer violence. In other words, the kingdom of heaven is to be pressed into. It's not something that is passive in the spirit at all. And if we're going to enter the kingdom of heaven, it will take a forceful translation from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. But I'm not a forceful person. I'm a passive person. Does that mean that I won't take the kingdom? No. What it means is if you're going to advance in this kingdom, you have better be prepared to get resistance, opposition. It will not be handed to you on a silver platter. Why? Because the kingdom of God opposes the flesh. The flesh is naturally selfish. It wants what it wants. The spirit, on the other hand, is selfless. It seeks to please the Father. But in a selfie-centered, me-centered world, that concept is completely opposite to what is ruling this world in this present hour. This is why every word spoken over your life from the throne room of God will face opposition. It will be tested. Did God really say? God calls you to work with the youth and suddenly you find your own children going bananas. Why? Didn't God say? Yes, he did say. And the opposition is the very proof that the word is opposing the natural forces surrounding that prophetic word coming to pass. Yet, God uses that very opposition to prove. And that word prove means to refine, to purge, to cleanse, and make strong your faith. The fiery trials serve God's purpose. Because a faith untested is a faith not worth standing on. But sister, I thought we already had the victory. Oh, absolutely. You see, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Our stance, our posture is one of victory, which says, no devil, you will not just come up in here and take my mind, take my health, take my house, my children, my marriage, my ministry. I don't know. You fill in the blank. It costs you something to get where you are in the Lord right now. And you've got to be tenacious about maintaining your victory. None of us are perfect. If we were, we wouldn't need the Lord. 
And all throughout the Bible, God has used flawed, seemingly weak, yet forceful men and women, like Abraham, Moses, and Peter, Paul, and Deborah, and Mary. They may have been unlikely, but what made them forceful was that they made forceful decisions to follow, believe, and obey God. Faith is forceful because it goes against everything we see in the natural to believe what we do not see. And the interesting thing is that when Jesus said these words, he was speaking about John the Baptist at a moment when John questioned whether Jesus was the one. Matthew 11, 1 through 3 says, After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. And when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect another? And you would think that this would disqualify John from the kingdom. Yet Jesus says none of these forceful men and women were as great as John the Baptist. Look how Jesus speaks of John in Matthew 7 through 10. Matthew 11 verses 7 through 10 it says, As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. Wow. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. And truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, listen here, yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Wow. Just wrap your mind around that right now. Even those who are the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. See, John was chosen from before the foundations of the earth. And John was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. John prepared the way of the Lord. And John laid down his life for the kingdom. John forcefully advanced the kingdom. And now he finds himself in a prison cell about to die. And he asks if Jesus is the one. And maybe you're feeling right now a little bit like John. You've prepared the way through your faith. You've believed the word of God over your life. And you have served the Lord faithfully. But here you are finding yourself stuck in a prison cell of fear, doubt, discouragement, even death. And it ain't looking like that promise is coming to pass. Well, I've got news for you. In this passage, Jesus said, John the Baptist is not as great as the least of the followers of Jesus in the days of the kingdom of heaven. And that includes you and me. 
The Holy Spirit of the living God resides in you and me, and Christ called us greater than John because of it. There are times when the enemy will try to hold you back from fulfilling God's purposes. And even when it seems that the enemy has succeeded, remember that God is always right on time. He will supernaturally replenish you, overturn the battle, and advance you victoriously into his purposes. Greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. Now go and forcefully advance the kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are with me and you watch over me wherever I go. And I thank you that I can trust your timing because in your timing, there is divine completion. And I declare and decree to my circumstances today that despite what I see, you, Father, are faithful. You are sovereign. You are almighty. You, my God, are the God of the resurrection. You specialize in bringing the seemingly dead things and wasted things to life and fruition. You redeem and you restore. You are the Lord of the harvest. And so I declare and decree a harvest in my field, a 30, 60, and 100-fold return for the kingdom of this world has become the kingdoms of my God. Thank you, Father, for training my hands for battle and my fingers to war. There is not a battle that you have not won, so we count it all joy, for we have the victory. In Jesus' matchless, mighty name, amen.